All right, so here we are, thinking and drinking. This is a Judas Priest and Queensryche concert review with my brother, Brad. How are you, Bradley? Yes, good morning. Very good. Good morning. Fun to be here. (laughs) Yes. So uh, you came down the other day to continue our concert series, Mm -hmm. and yesterday we went and saw Queensryche and Judas Priest. I'm a bigger Priest fan, and you're a bigger Queensryche fan, so that's kind of how we're going to address these two bands. But uh, yeah. Queensryche came out first and did a uh, a great job, and uh, you've been a fan since what? Since day one? Well, I don't know when day one was, but my first probably introduction might have been something off of mind crime okay and then for sure empire was yeah really i loved so many songs off of empire yeah and that was when i was traveling in the northwestern u.s i think that album was 1990 if i'm not mistaken empire i think i don't know mind crime might have been right before that i, I think. think so but uh yeah so many songs off of empire um that was kind of, that's kind of my reference point, my favorite era yeah. of them. And uh I haven't followed them stringently for sure. It's a good word. Since then. <laughs> but boy, sure uh, they were impressive. They sound last great. Night. Yeah. Um What is it you like about Queensryche? You know, it's a combination of uh hard rock guitar oriented hard rock yeah with not just one two three chords they've got some complexity to them it's pretty proggy proggy with some thick chords and some great chord progressions great rhythm great drumming of course i'm a drummer uh i appreciate uh they're not afraid to go out on a limb and play some different time signatures once in a while Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite songs, maybe my favorite song from them ever is called Best I Can. Oh, yeah. And there's like three or four time signatures in that song at least. So that's kind of one of the reasons I was a Rush fan too. That was back in the but, Jeff Tate days, right? Yeah. Best I Can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And Do you, his, think, you think uh, there's a huge difference in the, these two singers? I think Todd Latour, Latour, I don't know how you pronounce his name. I think he does a great job. I do, too. And I don't know it's, if that's completely his voice yeah. or if he's just aping Jeff Tate so it sounds the same or what. But whatever the deal is, he sounds fantastic. He does. Very powerful, high, accurate. Yeah. I don't know if it would equal Tate in his Prime. peak. But, yeah. But, uh, boy, yeah, he does a great job and. Like, uh, this is, I mean, a little nerdy on like best I can. They're of course four, four, they're in seven, eight. They end the song in 13, 16, which is a six and a seven and a six and a seven. That's off the charts nerdiness. I know, but I appreciate those things about them and they nail it. They nail the heck out of it every time (laughs) I think, but I was impressed last night. Um, enjoyed the song list. I didn't the set list. I didn't recognize all the songs, but yeah. Nothing. So they did Queen of the mm-hmm. Reich, Warning, Enforce, NM One Fifty Six, Empire, Walk in the Shadows, The Whisper, 
Operation Mindcrime, The Needle Lies, Take Hold of the Flame, Screaming in Digital, and they ended up with Eyes of a Stranger. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty, first of all, that's 12 songs. They got to play quite a while. It's not they did. opening band 20-minute set. I mean, exactly. that, that's a whole show there. So that was great. That was very satisfying to hear Mike, that much. Yeah. Mike Stone, former Queensryche guitar player, is back mm. playing with them. And I never heard the drummer's name, but I thought he was killer. I think... I think it's his name is Scott Rockenfield. No, that's the old drummer. Is it? Yeah. He's been gone for years. Okay. Well, yeah. never mind. I don't know who the new guy is. Anyway, did you know that Todd, the singer, is a drummer and played drums on the last couple Queensryche albums? Yeah, I did see that on the, at least on the verdict. He was definitely helping with the drum parts. That was that's interesting. Fun combination of singing yeah. and drumming talented dude so you made a comment about the the dual guitars doing harmony solos like maiden does a lot yes a lot of bands do but those guys are they're really tight that was impressive yeah i didn't i don't know if i had really understood how much of that and how well they do it yeah um but i like a lot of that yeah i would say the only thing i'd and we commented on this a little bit during the show is the mix of Queensryche wasn't particularly uh, to my taste. I mean, I'm a drummer. I like to hear the drums, but the <laughs> the bass drum and the toms were super loud. Especially that one tom. It about <laughs> rattled your chode the whole time. It was crazy. I could have used maybe slightly more guitar, and it, it's it's impossible to say what it is because every place in the building might be a little different. Yeah, and there's certain frequencies that just resonate in well, a particular. The Nashville room. Municipal Auditorium is a completely <laughs> round building with a domed ceiling, and it's all made out of concrete, hmm. and it just doesn't sound good. And it's never going to sound good. The new venues are made with concerts in mind, yeah, as well as sporting events and you know monster trucks. <laughs> but that building just doesn't. So yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. But mm-hmm. and who knows what kind of sound check they get and everything. I'm sure. Yeah, they're playing. You know, they get sound checks, but I don't know how long it is or anything like that. But it was still. I mean, I I could hear everything I wanted to. It was just like I said. I'm not pointing any fingers anywhere there's yeah always reasons why the mix might not be perfect to my particular ears well and old guys like us have not (laughs) only trying to save our hearing but we have found out that wearing earplugs cuts out a lot of the high-end hiss and a lot of the yeah just you know vocals are drowned guitar solos are drowned just there's so much going on that earplugs help just really settle in and, and you just hear a lot more of the of the instruments that way yeah i'm sure that like you said that's a tough place to mix yeah but man that the, the drumming was impressive he's really good he uh like you said he's killing it he, he was really nailing it yeah having a lot of fun yeah i love the way he moves and and just his kit looked awesome very, too cool everything it was a very neat looking set of drums yeah 
So after their 12 songs, <laughs> the uh, the lights came up. And uh, then when the lights went down, it was Judas Priest time. And they said this is the 50th anniversary tour, but that was actually supposed to take place about two years ago. Then the Wuhan oh. pandemic sidelined the whole world and they had to cancel touring. And then they started this tour at the end of last year. And I don't know if you know the blonde guitar player, Richie Faulkner, who okay. lives here in town and is great. His He had heart problems. Oh, they were yeah. on stage. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they were supposed to, their set usually lasts an hour and 40 minutes, but they were playing a festival and Metallica was going on after them. So they cut their set to an hour. And during the last song, he noticed that he just didn't have any energy and he just, just couldn't hardly finish. And he came off wow. stage and just laid down and the paramedics got a hold of him. And uh, thankfully they, they, they knew he had, Something good was going on with his heart. So one of the best heart uh, hospitals was four minutes away from the venue. Wow. So they rushed him over there, and they rushed him into the OR, and his aorta had exploded, oh, and he was bleeding out inside. Holy cow. And he says, you know, I mean, if they would have had to play another 40 minutes, he, the doctors said he would have he died on stage. Wow. You know, and I mean, they even came out during the surgery and told his wife, you need to let your family know that he's probably not coming back. Jeez. And he was on the table, I think, 10 hours. And he said at 10 hours, the doctors stitched him up because they said after that, after being under anesthesia for 10 hours, mm. you there's a possibility of some brain damage and stuff. So they had to bring him out. And so he's got a big zipper in his chest, but they, they sewed him up and they just, you know, they keep track of everything, but he said he's doing, doing great. He looked and sounded like he was doing great last night. Oh man. His playing was so yeah, fantastic. He smokes, man. He's so good. He looks like he's, he could be a 25 year old athlete kid playing. Yeah. He looks great. And I, one thing I love being a guitar nerd is he, uses both pickups a lot. You know, there's a real creamy tone to some of his <laughs> solos when he gets up high on the fretboard and stuff. And then there's the real rip your face off tone when he gets back down. <laughs> yes. And it's just, I don't know, man, I think he's great. I couldn't believe I just heard an interview with him yesterday or two days ago. He said he's been in priest almost 12 years. Wow. Which is crazy to think that KK has been gone that long, but mm. I thought he does a great job, but their set list and there's some songs here I'm not as well aware of as a lot of songs, but they did uh, One Shot at Glory, Lightning Strike, You've Got Another Thing Coming, which I thought was cool to put a song that well-known that early in the set. Free Wheel Burning, great song. Turbo Lover, great song. The Sentinel, A Touch of Evil, Rockarola, Victim of Change, then Desert Plains, which that's another song I'm not that not that familiar with. Yeah. And then <clears throat> excuse me. One of their big uh one of their big inflatables deflated. Yes. Looked like an old wet gym sock fading <laughs> into the crowd and they were off the stage for ten or fifteen minutes trying to get everything going on, but they left yeah. some of the stage lights on and stuff, so I don't they never really they 
they said there was a technical problem, but they never said what it was. So, I mean, crap, who knows? But you've got to think when you're put, you know, setting up and tearing down semis worth of gear every day, something's going to go wrong once in a while. And it was weird when they had that difficulty. The drummer came back on. He always does that. He always does that yeah. and introduces whatever the next song or gets the crowd going. And he he kind of addressed this yeah. hiccup, this technical difficulty. And it sounded like he was a little irritated with the PA yeah, system. Yeah, or... he was trying to joke around. He was there, though. Because <laughs> they came back with Blood Red Shines, or Skies, I mean, and then Invader. And then Scott Travis did the intro to Painkiller. Painkiller, yeah. Which is such a awesome oh, drum it is intro Jeez. he's a real i don't know how to say this but he's a real musical drummer yes you know he's it's not just hitting every tom and every cymbal and right. every fill you know and he's just i don't know man i like and plus when they do close-ups of him and stuff it doesn't even look like he's breaking a sweat he looks like he's about two percent body fat to begin with yes. but i think he's he's awesome yeah his drumming is just absolutely rock solid of course um and a lot of their songs there's a lot of just straight ahead beat keeping yeah and he does that perfect plus yeah. all the accents and yeah he's a metro all the toms for sure. metro yeah just he covers it all and his drums sound great oh yeah his toms all the toms sounded yeah. very even now, I couldn't hear, I would have liked to hear the snare drum more and the cymbals a little more, but yeah. that's just, again, my nit, my own nitpicking. It was You should have went great. down and told the front of house guy, can we have a little more cymbals, <laughs> hey, please? crank the cymbals. <laughs> but the guitars sounded just killer. Yeah. Andy Priest. Sneap is great. Wow. He doesn't play as many solos as mm-hmm. Richie does, but he's great. <clears throat> so, fun stuff. So then they they came back, they did the three songs that were left in the set after the technical stuff, and then the uh, opening song on the encore is Electric Eye, which is awesome. Then Hellbent for Leather, and then I've been seeing online all over the place that Glenn Tipton is showing up at certain shows, and Rob stops the show, who's looking a little long in the tooth, by the way, but then again, he's... <laughs> 70 something so whatever he still sounds unbelievable oh, voice still but rob brought out glenn tipton and that was awesome because mm-hmm. he's got parkinson's disease which is really sad and he just comes out whenever he he can and i haven't seen him in a pre-show since Ozfest, which i don't even remember how long ago that was yeah but that was pretty pretty cool he took some solos along the way and stuff and doesn't move very well, but he still plays pretty good. So that was kind of cool. But so was, uh, what? He was just on those last two songs, Breaking the Law and Living After Midnight. And Metal Gods, which is probably Metal one Gods. of my favorite forgot about pre-song of all time. I need to go back and listen to that one more. Yes, that's a, that's a good one. And then, yeah, they played Breaking the Law and Living After Midnight. That was... That yeah. was great. But like I said, they played some songs that I'm not very familiar with, like One Shot at Glory and Hell Patrol, mm. Desert Pla- uh, Skies. Okay. or de- Yeah, Desert Plains. I don't know what it's called. Desert Plains. And I'm just not as familiar with, with those songs. But uh, mm-hmm. all in all, man, I thought everybody is was rock solid in, in both bands. 
thought the songs were great. It's a fun is a fun show for being a heavy show. I was just I was having a blast looking at all the video and the graphics they put up there. Yeah, during their songs like that production. steel manufacturing and there's smoke and there's fire and then they got a car like an interstate car race going on on another song and, and the stage has a real steampunk feel to it, which is pretty cool for those guys. It's not I don't know, it looks like yeah. a industrial warehouse or something. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. But and the lights Good grief. Yeah, lights they were great. Putting on a great light show. A lot of lot of production there. But, uh, yeah, I'd see him again. And I guess yeah. uh, Queensryche said they're out with him for six weeks. I don't know where right. Nashville falls in that six weeks. Yeah. It, I don't know where it is. I got the T-shirt. Oh, yeah. From Queensryche. And it's Nashville's a little, I think they're about a little past halfway down. Oh, okay. Maybe another three, two, three weeks or something, it right. seemed like. But. And uh, Scott, Travis also said they may, uh, Priest may be back this year, so I'll definitely hit that up again. But anyway, thanks for coming to Nashville for a show. You're heading back today. Thanks for the invite. Good to be here. We'll (laughs) crank up another one sometime soon. All right. Thinking and drinking. See you later. Mm -hmm. Bye, Bye, Brad. Bye-bye.